God is not a racist. So why are you? This is Shannon the Faith Blogger. You know, there are days when I highly consider throwing in the towel on this blog and this podcast because I just get too discouraged when my follower count drops and people unfollow me on Instagram. But then there are days like today, you know, days when I'm happy to have a platform because a platform like this allows me to speak a truth in a way that people before me never even dreamed possible. You know, you don't have to go to a brick-and-mortar church to hear from Jesus. He was right. The woman at the well, he'll be everywhere. It's amazing. You can download an app, listen to a podcast like this one. But if you have a platform and you don't talk about real issues that Jesus would never shy away from, then you might as well be among the riffraff of the internet. And I vowed in the beginning of this whole journey that I was not going to fall into the riffraff. This was going to mean something. So today's post is the reason I started down this road in the first place. And today's post is going to ruffle feathers, hopefully. I hope it causes you to think, to question the way you're living, to question the way... And if you even call yourself a Christian, I want, I want those kinds of things to be questioned in your mind through this podcast. So just so you know, Jesus wasn't white and you might be more racist than you think. So this is going to get real, real, real quick. God created us in his image. Okay. His image. And with the way some Christians walk these days, you would think that God was a racist. So are we really daring to call God racist? Because he's not. We would never think to say that to anybody's face. We would never think to say that to God. Hey, you're a racist because he's not. So why do we think it's okay to act like this? Why is it okay to dehumanize our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Because, call me crazy, I don't think that dehumanizing and destroying someone based on the color of skin is Christ-like. Long before I was a wife and a mom and a faith blogger and podcaster and, you know, general soapbox prophet over here, I was a passionate journalism student who was kind of flirting with the notion of going into law. So I started taking some pre-law classes and yeah, uh, long story short, I met Michael. The rest is history. God is a better defense attorney than I could ever be. So there's that. But before I decided to take that plunge in college, there were so many literary and media, so to speak, quote-unquote, lawyers that I looked up to, mainly Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird and Jake Brigantz, you know, Matthew McConaughey's character in A Time to Kill, because they were white guys that were so passionate 
about defending people, yet we're so kind of eh, about defending a black guy. And then by the end of the book and the end of the movie, these guys are the most staunch supporters of equal rights and it's it's life changing and i believe so much that god wants all of us to kind of have those atticus finch moments where we go from okay i used to feel this way but now i feel this way because this is the right way to feel because this is the way god wants me to feel God wants me to be Christ-like, and Christ-likeness has nothing to do with racism. You know, this all is great and it's a wonderful thought, but, you know, these were books and these were movies and this is not real life. Honestly, we live in a world where it's unsafe to be black, and I don't even really have a lot of, you know, room to speak on this since I'm white. But can I just say that I have no clue what it would be like to get pulled over by a cop and fear for my life. And the fact that nearly half of the country does shouldn't just, like, make us feel bad as Christians. That should just make us feel bad as people. But let me get off that soapbox for a second and get back to where I was going. Billy Graham great look up billy graham your grandparents love billy graham i love billy graham just just billy graham's best but he did the best job of standing up for those who were knocked down and he knew deep in his bones even back in the civil rights movement of the 50s and the 60s that the kingdom of heaven was and is and will forever be integrated there is no black white anything in heaven it's integrated. Melanin doesn't matter when you are in the kingdom of heaven, okay? Let's just let that go now. So, work on that, kids, okay? It says so, right there in Revelation. Revelation. I looked. I saw a huge crowd. Too huge to count. Everyone was there. All nations and tribes. All races and all languages. And they were standing all dressed in white robes and waving palm branches, standing before the throne and the Lamb, and heartily singing, Salvation to our God on his throne, salvation to the Lamb. If you're following along in your Bible, that is Revelation 7, 9 through 11. But if you're not, that's okay too. Because God doesn't care about your outer beauty. He cares about the inner working of your heart. He cares about the content of your character not the color of your skin. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ, and all of us were fearfully and wonderfully made by our Creator God. And our Creator God implores us more than once to love Him and love our neighbors as ourselves. It does not say, love your white neighbor. It doesn't say, only love the neighbors that you like and agree with. It doesn't say only love the neighbors that you vote with politically. In fact, Jesus specifically says in the book of Matthew, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the tax collectors do that? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing? 
Do not even the Gentiles do that? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was the first mic drop in history. Because Jesus is telling you right there that you can't just love the ones you love. You have to love the ones that kind of feel unlovable, that don't like you, that are persecuting you. You have to love your enemies, or why are you calling yourself a Christian? Somewhere in the middle of the resurrection and today, we have gotten this story twisted. The lines got blurred along the way, and the gospel has been thoroughly cherry-picked to death. We can warp scripture and make it sound like truth, But nowhere, I repeat nowhere in the Bible, does it say to dehumanize and destroy your neighbors because they are different than you. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that you are to play God and kill those who are different than you. Nowhere in the Bible does God die and give you the right to be him. We are called to love, not hate and pass judgment. We are the children of Jesus Christ. What kind of example are we setting to our father when we spit on our siblings? What kind of example are we leaving on our own children to live up to when we spew hate and bigotry like it's no big deal, like it's just the latest tweet? Turn off the news. Turn off Fox News. Turn off CNN. Just unplug your TV. Get your Bible out. Read it. Don't read into it. Read what you actually see the living Bible telling you. Because God is not a fortune cookie. He is straightforward. And it's right there in black text and red letters. Shannon the Faith Blogger. Connect with Shannon and read her latest blog at holymamablogger.wordpress.com. While you're there, sign up for Faith Blogger devotionals and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. Praying for you, friend. See you on the next episode.